Um, and don't think I didn't catch that you guys um, uh, didn't didn't do the, the the intro, the usual intro when you were doing the thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. for me it like just rolls off the tongue now, right? Like I I could just do this in my sleep, right? Welcome back to <laughs> Team Cockroach, a podcast about we, the good we place. Tried. A weekly comedy on we really NBC tried. by Mike Shore. I mean, it just we we, we had. Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about the good place of weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Shore. My name is Andrew Pontius. I'm back. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I also have a bad cough, which is why I sort of sound like the Candyman right now. But joining me, hopefully with our normal voices, are my usual lovely co-conspirators, Sarah Gardner. Hello. Hello. Rachel Adelman. Hi there. Hi, everyone. And Javier Matusevich. Greetings. Hi, Andrew. It's so nice to hear from you again. It's great to be here. So today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 10, The Book of Dugs. And I guess I'm, I'm on tap for the, for the recap because I haven't done it in a while. And so we'll do the recap and then we'll, we'll get into talking about the episode. So, in Episode 10, our gang has arrived in The Good Place. Or is it? It certainly smells like The Good Place, but it's actually a kind of mail depot a trillion miles away from the real good place that the humans actually want to get to. So Janet first destroys the mailbox to stop Pursuit from coming in, but after that they meet Gwendolyn, a cheery, unsuspecting male employee, played by Nicole Byer, and she buys, so to speak, their ridiculous cover story, and gives them a tour, pointing out the door to the good place that the humans can't even use. And after that, things sort of split up into several different plots. So in the C plot, Eleanor hangs back and tries to force open the door to the good place. She's all panicky because they've gone through all these ordeals and they're so close, but they're still not there. They're, they're four Oreos separated from the good place. But Chidi, who hangs back with her, is uncharacteristically calm and soothing and suggests that instead of panicking, that they go on a date with each other, which they do. And that consists of all kind of local things or things they can use from nearby, uh, which includes fruit and champagne and Chidi in a sexy mailman costume. But then Eleanor has a breakdown over how happy she is, and she starts crying. And so Chidi kind of stays with her through that and manages to cheer her up enough so that she then suggests that they go upstairs and have sex. That's the end of their plot. So in the B plot, Tahani is with Jason and Janet, and she notices that they are uh, unhappy, and she tries to do a number of things to make them happier, all of which seem to fail. First, she counsels Jason to talk over his feelings with Janet, which normally would be a good idea. But Janet's trying to pretend to be a neutral Janet. And so she shoes him away and says, no, I can't talk. Next, the honey makes a death did us part certificate. So Jason isn't tied to her anymore. But this doesn't make them happy either. There are various reminders of, of things that they don't like in that as well. So she rips it up and, and is very frustrated. And so she goes to talk with Michael about it. But he's distracted by his problems, which is the A plot. So instead, to honey tries apologizing to Janet directly and professes her friendship for Janet. And everybody winds up crying, crying, I guess it's a big theme of this episode, and hugging it out together, uh, including Jason, who actually doesn't really have a reason to cry. In the A plot, Michael uses a phone in this mail depot, which Gwendolyn specifically tells him is against the rules to use, to contact the committee. Have, have we heard about the committee before? And anyway, we'll talk about it. He lays out the case to the committee members, who all kind of look like they're from Seattle, that the bad place is a rigged system. And the committee says, that's 
great, we're going we're gonna to get right to that. And they come up with a plan which would take 1,400 years to even get started. And that makes Michael quite exasperated because the bad place is torturing all these people he doesn't think should, they should be torturing. So Tahani comes in to talk with him about her problems from the B-plot, and he kind of ignores her, but she does mention this idea of unintended consequences, which gives Michael the idea that it's not bad place tampering that's causing these problems. It's the increased complexity and interconnectedness of modern life that makes it impossible for people to perform a simple action that gives them a, a, a normal number of, of good points. So Michael contacts the judge, and I'm assuming that's Judge Jen. But we can talk about that as well. And the doorman comes over to this mail depot and comes to pick all of them up. So Michael can pursue this idea further, presumably with Jen. And he brings the humans with him, so they all leave this part of the good place to go back to Jen. And that's how the episode ends. So first of all, what does your good place smell like? I was going to ask <laughs> that too. Good question. Mine smells like new Apple product and airplane smell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Freshly baking bread, maybe cinnamon rolls. Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's pretty nice. See, it's strange. I like the smell of melting birthday candles. Um, <laughs> so that sure. would be one of them on old books, but not old books on fire from the birthday candles. Right. <laughs> well, of course, it's, it's the, what the birthday candles probably signify to you. In as much as the smell themselves, that yeah. Actually, it's kind of strange. There's a section of Indianapolis that you know, the side of town that I live on smells like melting birthday candles, and I <laughs> I I notice it wow. every time, and no one in the car ever understands <laughs> what I'm talking about, and so now I really like the smell because I'm the only one who knows it's there. All right, fair enough. I would say that um, the smell of of chocolate is probably going to be. That's a big one <laughs> for me. That's a good one too. Yeah, like like the mm. you know those like um those molten uh, chocolate desserts where they you know they have kind of a chocolate cake thing and they put like like melting Lava. chocolate in it and you know like the whole just that whole thing like like all these different kinds of smells together and you know heated and everything yeah 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 that would do it for me so so yeah good question um, and not dessert. not like a water park with barfing children. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that will be your bad place smell. Teenage, no teenage <laughs> hormones. Nope, no, no. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they're at they're at the good place, but it's not quite the good place, right? So that's still kind of a, a station a zone. Challenge. Yeah, and they're like know, next yeah. door to the good place. Well, they're a trillion miles away, so it's I don't know how close that mm -hmm. is by good place standards. They they can't walk well, there. They're they're next door, but they're trillion miles away from their entrance. Mm hmm. Ooh, you yeah. think it's like a gated community? That would mm, mm. yeah. Cause was, she said that the door was to the good place. They the humans just can't go through that go door. Through. Right. They had to go yeah. to the official door that was a trillion miles away. Oh, was the door mm. a trillion miles away, or was just yeah? Oh, yeah okay. It was yeah. the official oh, right, right, right. door. Mm -hmm. Official human door. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're seeing, and we've seen good place people before, right? Because we saw a good place person who. Uh, had, was in that video for Mindy St. Clair with um, Trevor mm. the Demon, I think, right? And so Did we? Seen, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, in the first season. Hmm. Um, so we've, we've seen good place people before, and they've always been sort of like that, that person in that video, you know, seemed kind of, you know, she was nice, but she was also kind of ineffectual, um, and of course yeah. not really helping very much. <laughs> and that seems to be a theme, right? That that's how they're portraying mm -hmm. good place people, is that they're not really, they're not really that smart, maybe, or they're just not very... 
effective. They're too trusting. They yes. seem very gullible and R- right? bureaucratic. You would think that they would recognize Michael as a demon, right? But I guess they don't. They're not trained to recognize that sort of evilness. Right, and certainly Gwendolyn, I mean, she, you know, the whole joke <laughs> yeah. of the episode She's is that delightful. she trusts them too much. Yeah. Do people like Gwendolyn? I like Nicole Byer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what else? What else has she been in? Have you? Where have you seen her? Uh, she's um, she's in Nailed It, that show on Netflix where people try and recreate recipes from Pinterest and they all fail. It's really awful, but it's really funny. <laughs> and uh, she's on a lot of podcasts. She's a funny lady. <laughs> well, and we also, in terms of uh, guest stars, um, Michael Malley is back, right at the very end. Yeah. Yes. And Paul Shear. Yes, Paul Shear on the committee. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He was like the main guy talking on the committee. Yeah. The guy, like, mm. it seemed like sort of a Portlandia reference to have people <laughs> like that, right? Didn't, didn't that feel like that to anybody else? Uh, retrospectively, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good place is in, uh, is in Seattle, I guess. I mean, that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this episode. It's It's very character development episode there's nothing really happening there is no weird plot contrivances that the characters have to adhere there's it's just <laughs> well, i mean there's a ton characters. of there's a ton of weird plot contrivances it's just they don't get yeah, in the way but, but they're not they're, they're not yeah. relevant though that's <laughs> the, that's the nice thing right it's not like our characters are trying to to comply with anything it's just they're in the waiting zone so they can just relax and try to find a, a pacing Right, right. I, I thought it was kind of like the the judge episode, the 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 episode. Excuse me, the season two episode in Judge Jen's yeah. quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, right, right. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, it'd be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see her again if 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 we do wind up going back to her. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What what did other people think? I wonder if they find out enough about the good place to determine that they don't actually want to go there. <laughs> It, it's That's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if they meet these people and these people are not their people, and you know, maybe maybe they go with option Z or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they have to create a whole new place that's not a medium yep. place, not a good place, not a bad place, just a them place. Because really, <laughs> I mean, it, it reminds me sort of of that movie, um, The Invention of Lying, with Ricky Gervais and Je- Jennifer Garner. Um, where like they they've never heard of lying before, so they don't understand when someone's doing it to them, and I think that would get old pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if if the good place is Seattle, our characters belong in New York City <laughs> or Florida. Nah, <laughs> I think that's that's too bad place for them. Oh, yeah, right. Right Just Jason. Jason belongs in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Eleanor might fit in in Florida too, yeah. but I think so. Was it just me, or um, it did feel like Jason? Jason seemed to have made kind of maybe more expressions this time around than he normally does. Like he's normally a very expressive actor, um, and maybe some of it was that he was just trying to act sad this time around, which he doesn't normally do. He's not normally sad for very long, and here he was kind of sad for most of an episode. But it just kind of felt like mm-hmm. he was he was really kind of emoting more in in i don't know in a more focused way or something than than he normally does because he was saying the same ridiculous things that he normally does but again it just kind of struck me that he was 
doing more than he normally does or that I normally see from him. No, just me. That's funny. I think that Tahani was doing more emoting than she usually does. Yeah. I don't think... I think Jason was a bit... He wasn't doing as much as he, as he usually does. <laughs> okay. And, and Tahani was compensating for that. Right. Well, it was kind of her plot this time around. She had one mm -hmm. of the main plots. Um, I did like when they were saying the uh, the crazy things to Gwendolyn, and they were like these two beats where the whole cast kind of started turned to see what her reaction would be to their <laughs> insane shenanigans. <laughs> and they didn't just do it yeah. once, they did it twice, where everyone was kind of turning and looking up to her, and you know, Tahani <laughs> especially had this this crazy funny, Very funny face look yeah. on her face of like are you gonna believe us <laughs> will you believe this yeah it was that was really funny mm -hmm. that, that's, a, that's a nice physical comedy in this one yeah i i liked it i thought i liked gwendolyn i liked seeing eleanor and chidi have some time with each other after they've confessed their feelings because we keep uh -huh. seeing them like get reset as soon as that happens the last couple times right right so that was kind of nice to just see even if it was just one episode but it was nice to have that and um yeah i liked the com the committee people and yeah i just thought it was a good episode i really believed eleanor and chidi as a couple on this episode If you heard my previous episode, those who weren't, I wasn't very keen on, on how that was resolved. What's well, nice when they kind of keep them, keep acknowledging that they are very different people, mm -hmm. and that their their relationship is a, is kind of a strange one. Chidi mm. really goes out of his comfort zone in this one. I mean, I didn't expect him at all to ask Eleanor on a date. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he seems way more confident than normal Chidi. Right? Where where yeah. was his normal? nervousness and anxiety he was just gone and, and i was actually kind of wondering yeah that, that almost felt like a a bit of an unearned thing for him to be so calm in this episode do do people think that wasn't kind of something that they believed that that he was capable of doing now well i even wrote down like there's a line from chidi where he says what if we don't worry about whatever comes next and i right? wrote it down because it's so strange <laughs> like he always worries about whatever comes next that's his thing So, I don't know. I guess, I mean, while I liked that subplot, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't buy it. What I feel the, the writers are trying to do is to invert the roles between Eleanor and Chidi. I think they, what they're trying to say is that Chidi is getting less anxious and Eleanor is caring about things more. I can see that. I mean, it is a nice sentiment. It's just, I guess I'm not quite used to the way Chidi's reacting. Yeah, yeah. He's usually much more of a punchline for these sorts of uh, uh, interactions between people, and I actually think the actor pulled it off really well. I think, and I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I don't remember his name anymore actually, but um, like he did really well. Like he can portray confidence really well. It's just, do we buy it from this character? Because the last time we saw his character being this confident, again, when we talked about the episodes in the judges' chambers, it wasn't him. It was, it was, you know, a, a fake cheaty for Eleanor's test. So, and I guess, yeah, the, again, the, the question for me is, do we think we've bought that he's made this kind of progress since, you know, since Jeremy Barramy, especially, right, where he would just totally collapsed and, and went crazy. Yeah. Is, he, is he better now in a way that we can... And I think I might have to watch those old episodes again to, to think that through for to myself. Really see. Yeah. But, you know, I like it, but it's just, 
I, I like it. And I like that actor being able to play mm-hmm. more confident because, again, I think he does it really well. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little on the fence about it. What do people think of the Tahani plot? I liked it, but I'm biased towards Tahani related plots. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked seeing Tahani and her trying to help Jason and Janet and right? yeah. being not being like completely jealous self-centered. Or like, oh, this woman this woman's in love with my husband, even though he's my fake husband. Like we've kind of seen her do those types of things before and there wasn't any of that this time. And she got something to do, which is something that not always happens. Yeah, I think she, she, again, that actress can play, you know, nervous. She can play frustrated, you know, she can do all of these different things for the character. And I think, I think it was good, good use for, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was anybody's fault. Like, it wasn't like anybody acting stupid. Everyone was acting sort of like real people. And yeah, like, yeah. I like it when they can do that with these characters. Because the characters aren't really, you know, they aren't really that deep, right? And they are kind of stereotypes. Like, every time the crew has to react to something, they always have these stereotypical reactions for their characters. And I noticed that with the smells, mm-hmm. right? Like, everybody comes up with a joke according to their character. And, you know, those are fun. But I also like the show to go a little deeper than that when it can to the degree that it can to give these characters something, something interesting to work with and uh and you know they, it, it's still a little contrived in some ways i guess but uh it's a different kind of contrived they are trying something a little different so but i guess they didn't really like i guess the next piece would be that jason and janet finally do get together again because now they do know about each other mm-hmm. and uh and then we can see how that goes so I'll, 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 i think it would it would help if this plot is part of something greater than it over the next couple of episodes We'll, well, it would help if, when it does resolve, it actually means something. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, I hope it's not just one of those things that pulls you along, you know, and then it's just fruitless. Um, I spent more of this episode concentrating on the Good Place panel than anything else. I was more, I think, interested because you don't get to spend a lot of time with them. Like, who are these people? What are they like? Why are they like that? This is strange. <laughs> um, and I liked a lot of the jokes that, that came from that, you know, um, making fun of these good people, and uh, which is exactly what the audience would be doing too. Um, it, it, I, I think the more they can reveal stuff that we haven't seen, I, I like that. A classic trope of hell is that hell is bureaucratic, so you could almost pull a double... A double bluff, and they're actually <laughs> in a bad place again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> well, but I know, yeah, I, I, I've been kind of beating this drum previously, but uh, I'll say it one more time and try to be brief about how, you know, it's really hard to portray goodness, right? Because <laughs> different people have different ideas of what good actually is. And, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily... And actually, Michael was kind of getting at this with his his little speech in this episode where he said, you know, you try to do something good, but it's parts of it are bad because parts of it are involved in other parts of what's going on in the world that are bad. Even if this, what you think is a simple thing is good. And that's also the case with this, you know, the committee is any, any committee anywhere that you try to portray as being something that would try to take action on something like this aspects of it would seem ridiculous, would, would always, you know, 
it's overly bureaucratic? Are enough people being allowed to talk or being allowed to participate? There's virtually no way to make something an, an un, unadulterated good. So they're kind of going in the other direction, which is not really surprised to me that they're kind of making it a figure of fun instead of trying to make it something earnestly good because if you try to make it earnestly good, it would still sound ridiculous to some people. But they're kind of pitting themselves into a corner with it as well, in my mind, because if the good place people are actually ridiculous and ineffectual, mm. then, you know, is the good place actually good? Javier, as you were saying, is, is this something that we can actually aspire to? And are they going to go the full route? With, are they really going to dedicate themselves to that and say, yeah, the good place is full of blowhards and idiots, and hmm. there's nothing really good about it. Like, that would be a pretty strong thing to say on a, a network show, I think. So I'm, hmm. I'm curious whether they'll commit to it or not. Yeah, I also find very questionable the whole, the whole ethics dilemma because what Michaels is saying is that as the world grows more complicated, the, the ethics of what you do is, gets more complicated. But I feel that the, the good place ethics, even if human ethics are not the same, should be static. You, you shouldn't be changing the bar. So I feel that they're kind of pulling one on, on us there. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, I, I get the sense that the next episode will be about exploring that idea further. I want to see what IHOP looks like. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the one by me looks like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming the internet interdimensional hole of pancakes looks different, but I maybe bet, not. I bet, I bet it'll be a set which looks like IHOP. I bet it. <laughs> That'll be great. But like, how will they make it dangerous then? Will like the well, the syrups will be something strange. <laughs> well, maybe the servers S are sentient all sentient syrups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're mm. all weird versions of Janet. All the servers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like maybe. scary Janet. She's turning into Barbie. She's like, oh, this one's waitress Janet. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Janet trying to be a neutral Janet and not really succeeding. Uh. She tried. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's different than she's been, right? Like, she's much more human than she's been in the past. Like, she's not impassive anymore. She's nervous. She's uh, happy. She's, uh, uh, you know, crying. She's all of these things. So she can't play uh, neutral or bad Janet the way she would have before because she's lost her ability to be uh, nothing anymore, right? She She really feels like very much like one of the human characters anymore in terms of her personality. I feel like the expression of her personality gets more and more human, but we haven't yet seen uh, Janet as, as a human, as a person in, in itself. I feel like we don't, we don't really know her personality, which makes her feel a bit cookie cutter now that we, we are starting to see her as a character and not just, you know, the AI that's funny. She's not funny Siri anymore. She should have, I don't know, a, a personality of her own, and I feel like they haven't break through the original personality. Yeah. I just don't know how she develops a personality of her own. She mm -hmm. doesn't have, like, human experiences to go on, so she only has her previous personality to build on. I feel like if they want to go this way, they should give her a more concrete personality. Or a, or a path, right? One form of, like, um, we had mm -hmm. we had speculated before the beginning of season three that maybe she would be turned into a human of some sort when they all went down to the 
to Earth to, to their normal lives again. And, and that didn't happen, although she did sort of lose her powers and become sort of more human-like in that respect. So, yeah, I could... I don't know if they're going to do it because they haven't done it in, in three seasons yet. And with all the twists and turns, they never did it. But I would still love to see a human, a completely human version of Janet where she's translated into a human being and has to do it that way. But, uh, but I'm not sure I, I feel like that's likely anymore given, given the way things are going. Yeah. Um, anything else about the, this episode? I think all I have left are just jokes. <laughs> right. So let's get to the, the joke machine. Um, what do people, what do people have? So, um, it was a, it was a good physical joke when Nicole Byer can't shake her fist. That was very cute. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and it, it calls back, there mm. were a couple of things where Michael had problems like that, where he did something like, how do I do this thing? And he kind of just wiggled his arms to do it. I, remember <laughs> I do that. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Same kind of that's thing. A, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, when Mike O'Malley came back, his good place smelled like frogs, and he frogs. was impressed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Chidi's was warm pretzels. No, wait, is that the smell of absolute moral truth? And and Janet tells him, <laughs> uh, those things, two things have very similar smells. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jason's was a totally crazy thing, which I don't remember. Really About Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> and, then, and then weed, of course, was the oh, additional one. Yeah. I liked when... Uh, they first got to the good place and Jason said it couldn't be the good place because there weren't go-karts being yep. driven by monkeys or something. <laughs> monkeys wearing sunglasses. So couldn't be the good yep. place. It's a very specific idea of what heaven looks like. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like, what? <laughs> I My favorite line of the night was um, Jason says, what kind of messed up place would turn away refugees? I that was very pointed. <laughs> very yeah. uh, topical. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you know the writers got that yeah. one in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I also liked when Neutral Janet said, hello, and also not hello. It's nothing to meet you. <laughs> right. Yeah, she had a couple of funny lines where she I tried like, to uh, toe the line. Didn't quite make it. The, the beige was washing out her not skin. Not skin, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is if it's not skin, but... <laughs> And she's worried about where emotions might come out of. Yep. It's going to be the butt. Nope, not the butt. And uh, yeah, and again, as you were saying, the, the, the whole, oh, when they were all saying, oh, we have to come up with a good idea. And Michael's like, oh, I'll do a contest. And they, oh, no, that's stupid. And then he just comes, <laughs> oh, they won a contest from, uh, <laughs> well, you know, take it up with the folks at Weird Contest Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Good one, good one, Michael. Uh, when when he sent Gwendolyn off to find the dog that she doesn't yeah. have, mm. yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that. They are really terrible plotters. They really are. They just they couldn't actually uh, achieve any sort of real um, caper. I don't think, even if they wanted to. Um, and Eleanor, right, when she says, "So uh, you know, trying to smash the door," and she says, "Well, this is how I always get out of escape rooms." If you break enough stuff, they open the door and kick you out. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I have a couple from the uh, Good Place panel. Um, one it was um, procedures. We're the good guys. We can't just do stuff. That that oh. rings very true. <laughs> and then uh, I forget who said it, but the, t- the Titanic is sinking and they're writing a strongly worded letter to the iceberg. <laughs> yep. yep. I'm pretty sure that probably would have Michael, right? But, yeah, maybe. Uh, 
That does sound like something I would do, though. I think I would. I would be the one writing the letter to the iceberg. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like this. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, I like that Chidi. Chidi's naughty thing is he sneaked around to read the unabridged version of the dictionary. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, when Tahani is first figuring out that something might be wrong with Jason, she says, "Jason, you seem thoughtful, and that concerns me." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Uh, well, and there's a couple times that I don't remember the details anymore where Jason says, hey, you remember about the time? And it was something within like the last couple of days. And the person he's talking to is like, yes. So they, they did that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Jason says, it's nice to know I can talk about girls with my wife. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Gwendolyn says at one point to, what is it, to Tahani and Jason, are all humans as attractive as you? <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's a good question. And no, no, they are not. Yeah. I, I liked it when Gwendolyn asked if she won a contest when they said they'd help right. clean up. Yep. <laughs> Aww, she was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> they have all these fun little cute characters that you just don't see again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess she was a mail carrier of some sort. I mean, we don't really get a description of her, what she actually does there. Well, now she's got to fix the mailbox, I guess, because they blew it up. <laughs> yep, the demons and Dracula chasing them. The, yes, yes, Jason's, there was a Dracula chasing us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and what, what did Dracula use to blow it up? Something strange. Or I can't remember A bazooka. Now. A bazooka. Yep, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> So any anything else? Any other jokes people remember? That's all from my list. Oh, there was something about Tahani was saying, you know, I'm I'm British. I never cry. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that down too. Yeah. I, and Eleanor's tears taste like nacho cheese. So oh. who who knows what Tahani's would taste like? Probably some perfume or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I read in an article that there's only two more episodes left after this one for this season, which mm. seems so short. So yeah. They're going to, you know, next week is probably going to be very busy, I would think. Well, and it's interesting that we're going back to Judge Jen in the same way we did in, in season two. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, and I was actually thinking throughout this episode that um, the thing that uh, Michael had been saying for a couple of episodes now, that, the, oh, the bad place is tampering with us. And I'm like, that, that doesn't sound right. I mean, even the, I think even the show has given us hints throughout that this was Michael's theory, but it didn't really make sense that the bad place would need to do that. Or that they would be smart enough to do that. Um, I was always thinking throughout this episode that, no, that's not really what's going on. And, and it was good to have that kind of vindicated at the end. Mm-hmm. It also shows why, why there's procedures for the good place. <laughs> if I just went along with my Michael set, there would have been a lot of bad place people that would be having their heads running around or whatever. <laughs> the people we've met this season have all been like, accountant types and paper pushers and like yeah. documenters and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes the good place sound like work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One thing, did they say who the people on the committee were? Were they people who were in the good place or people that run the good place? So they're kind of like the good versions of demons? I feel like they are people from the good place, mostly okay. because of the resignation. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise that wouldn't have happened. If if, if he was a, a perfect being from from the good place that always existed and always ran the, 
the good place he wouldn't be failing like that and quitting like that so i felt like it was more like the 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 word of the apartment place or whatever interesting no i actually had the the opposite idea because the woman again in that video from Mindy St. Clair who was opposite Trevor Trevor was a demon so it felt to me like that woman would have needed to be basically an angel of some sort an angel and she felt a lot like these people which would make these people also these yeah, sort of celestial beings because they were that's what, yeah yeah that's kind of what i was thinking especially because um the Paul Shear's character said something about, oh, you know, this many years ago when the humans learned how to stab people or, you know, right. when they yep. learned how, like, it didn't feel like he was talking about that he, they were humans. So I wasn't, but I wasn't sure whether it was specified and I just missed it. I feel, I, I, I see what you mean, but I still feel that what the show is trying to tell you is that when you spend too much time in the good place, you become insensitized to badness and to a lot of things and you become kind of dull consequences right real world consequences yeah 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 so i feel like it's possible that they're just people that have been in the good place for so much time that they don't even remember their time as humans well i mean even angels can get corrupted i mean that's the whole you know milton right paradise lost um i Mm -hmm. i actually i think think think, uh javier your idea is a good one regardless of whether it's people or celestial beings of some sort that that they have fallen in some way, that they are not as good as they as they really should be. I think that's a good avenue for the show to pursue, regardless of, of who they are. So I'll be looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So we shall see. So if there isn't anything else, any, other, any last thoughts before we wrap up? I don't think so. Alrighty. So thank you for being here, everyone. So Javier, thanks for, thanks for being here. It smells like frogs. <laughs> it does. Cool. It does. And Rachel, thanks for being here. Have a good night, guys. And Sarah, thanks for joining us as well. Thanks for coming back. We missed you. Good night, everyone.